Hi and welcome to Soulscape. I'm Jodie, the founder of Solstice, and today I'm joined by B and Audrey, and we are continuing our Arcana series. Our Arcana series is where we use the 22 major Arcana tarot cards to facilitate conversations about life, growth, and transformation. Today we are looking at uh, I can't remember the Roman numeral the nine. So card. 10th card in the pack which on the card it has a number nine because the first card if you were joining us have been joining us from the beginning um the first card the fool had the number zero um so this is the number nine 10th card the hermit <laughs> hi, hi guys <laughs> hello hello hermits <laughs> Okay. Hermit. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay. I'm excited for this episode. I love a good isolation. I love a good retreat into my shell. Mm -hmm. A little hermit crab. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I think about when I hear hermit. I think hermit crabs because, you know, Mm -hmm. they have their shells. I remember as a child, you know, you can go to the pet shop and there were all these shells that were painted and you, like, pick out the crab you want. I never actually had one, but I had friends that had hermit crabs. I feel bad for them. I don't think I know what a hermit crab looks like. Whoa, okay. You're going to have to Google this. I've got videos of when we went on holiday once, and there were loads of hermit crabs. They... They they find a shell. Yeah, they find shells and they and like and they live in the shell. And yeah. So they'll you don't even know they're in the shell. And suddenly you see these legs like poking out, and yeah. then they'll, their whole body kind of comes out. And then they will walk with the shell on their back. But then if they hear a noise or feel you, they suddenly go back in the shell you don't even know they're in there that's why you want to make sure you don't take too many shells off the beach you want to make sure there's no hermit crabs that live in them so in theory have homes you can have a a naked hermit crab at one point yeah because they they grow outgrow their shells and they have to find new big ones okay i like it Mm -hmm. so leading into that (laughs) if only this card was ruled by cancer Mm, but it's taurus right virgo (gasps) no don't believe it see this is the thing about like astrology tarot i feel like look people have their kind of definitive what it connects to what it doesn't Mm, it's up to interpretation i'm allowed to say that it's a taurus vibe yeah for me it's a taurus vibe (laughs) yeah i yeah i would say it's giving cancer okay that's fair as well it's giving home it's giving home and it's giving comfort and that's taurus and cancer yeah but anyways We'll let be our in-house tarot specialist. Expert. Expert, sorry. Take us through (laughs) (laughs) this wonderful card of the hermit. And then maybe we'll get into the uh, real life experience, the implications, the psychology, what the vibe is, how it expresses itself in our day-to-day lives. But what about the card? Can you let us know about what it looks like what it means i absolutely can thank you um (laughs) are we on a radio show i'm an expert after all um so listen up um (laughs) i'm listening okay so here we are somewhat familiar scene an old wise man who's facing my left and right he's facing so we can see his left side and his left side only atop him is the roman numeral number nine 
Nine is, if you're at all into numerology, a very spiritual number. Nine is the last of the single digit numerals. So you can't get beyond nine without having to add another digit to it. So in a sense, this kind of symbolizes completion, but not a final completion. So this card is all about, I guess, the completion of one cycle to allow space for other cycles to to sort of come into your life. So, I mean, we can get into the spirituality of number nine a bit later. This follows from number eight. So we've just come from strength. Mm. And um, we're now retreating back to the mountains. So the magician is number nine. Sorry, magician's number one. Hermit's number nine. And there's kind of this mini journey within within that of basically the hermit representing the fool returned to the mountaintop for um, a little spiritual awakening. So we see an old cloaked wise figure. Um, He holds a lantern with the six pointed star, which represents the merging of the masculine and feminine energies once again creating this kind of orb of everything. Um, His cloak is representative, his grey cloak, kind of blends into this grey background. It kind of represents this, this concealment that he sort of doesn't really need to be seen. He's kind of hiding, but he's not alone because he is constantly accompanied by the divine he has his magic wand same magic wand as the magician and he sits on top of this it's more of a snowy mountain this time which is well he stands on top of a snowy mountain which is all about his achievements so following on from strength you know this kind of battle with our own emotions we're sort of encouraged to go inward and to yeah to reflect on reflect on our journey so far um because it's been a bit of a you know quite a lot of stuff's come up from sort of you know just being born and you know manifesting yourself into this world like we've kind of we've hit a lot of stumbling blocks in the road and whoa you know our soul's been kind of thrown about the place so yeah there's a lot of this card is about inner wisdom but it can it can also represent I suppose yeah the wisdom of a like a a spiritual guide in a sense and how we can sort of you know perhaps integrate the knowledge of our our higher selves our our self that's more connected to the divine this card makes me think of um our inner wise woman or inner wise man that we sort of all have inside of us 
which is sort of, yeah, us in the future who kind of, yeah, who's always lighting the way for us sort of just by virtue of the fact that we have wants and desires and certain fears can be, you know, evidence that there's a future version of us that is guiding us towards being becoming this person so i think there's um there's like an old idiom that if we really want something it's because a future version of ourselves already has it and that future version of ourselves is asking us to take action in some way to get to that place the light in the that the hermit holds is significant of that um because it, it's about lighting the way it's a bright light, but it's not bright enough to illuminate the rest of the whole journey. So it only only lights the way for the next steps. So, mm. you know, we can only sort of going inwards and connecting to, you know, our inner wise woman or man can only take us so far because the rest of it is kind of, you know, that's it's not for us to know exactly what's coming next but um yeah this is about sort of yeah going inwards connecting with that part of the divine that really is just you know a part of us mm. wow <sighs> i really like his outfit something really uh i just i don't know his little like cloak and hood it's just really Mm -hmm. cute and it was and i also okay i have to say i think i identify a lot with the hermit sometimes i think we all do but i love a good stick and i love a good lantern and i literally have that stick and lantern at home (laughs) and so i think i could recreate this image really easily and feel like really embody it there was something about the light that stuck out for me and it reminded me about uh, a few years ago when I met one of my best friends, Jamie, we started, shout out Jamie, we started uh, calling, kind of calling each other like balls of light. We're like, it's just our ball of light. Like, I love you and your ball of light. And there's something about kind of stripping away from, you know, any kind of ego trauma anything that's just like on the surface of someone and seeing everyone in their kind of glowing ball of light is just there and it's just existing and it's just beautiful and wonderful and i was thinking about the hermit holding this lantern and it looks like a ball of light like an orb and sometimes what we need to do is is retreat inward to be able to notice our ball of light that it's still there that we're still caring for it and we're watching it and we're looking at it and maybe we need to take it outside of us to just see it and then we can put it back in and then we're, we can be out in the world again. Mm. And that's the image I got. And that's quite an introverted process. Mm-hmm. No one else can really do that for you. No. And that's that's the medicine of the hermit card is that, yeah, you're the only one who can actually go into yourself and do that soul searching. You know, you can have as much you know therapy as you want you know you can call on you know strength you can ask for help but ultimately it's it's you that has to go there Mm -hmm. and 
it's a journey that you take alone and that's sort of the thing about this card is that the hermit he is alone but he's not lonely because he's always accompanied by the divine and himself yeah exactly well the divine is himself Mm -hmm. we only see one side of him so there's this whole thing about concealment here that um you know one half faces us the audience but the other half faces the unknown it makes me think when you were talking before about um being like in a cave and if you're needing to get out and you see the bright light of the exit and there might be people there to help you but unless you have your light showing you the way right in front of you Mm. you could fall down a crevice Mm. or trip over on something and so even though you have this thing of what you might want to do being really present in that moment of yourself and knowing what's around you and what you're doing in that moment Mm. that's what it my vision and what it brought up for me yeah personally the hermit reminds me of just this like seven year period I had where all I wanted to do was go home and smoke weed nice and it was like I kind of think back on it and it's like hmm I'm out of that now and kind of where am I in relation to that I'm I'm you know maybe experiencing life a bit more but there was something kind of deeply meditative and but but isolating mm-hmm. about that time and I think when we talk about these periods of introspection and going inwards with yourself there's kind of not really a time limit to it you know when people sort of say, oh you know take the time you need like following periods of trauma if like something really bad's happened to you and you're trying to heal from it you're trying to call on strength and also you know your own inner wisdom um you know how long's a piece of string like how long do you need to be a hermit for and I kind of thought I'm going to be in this sort of hermit period forever but I'm sort of out of it now and it's like yeah I do feel the sun a lot more on me Mm. um but you know that was it was a really important time that I was able to do that for as long as I did because Mm -hmm. that was my method for connecting with myself and um yeah spending time with myself and my thoughts and it was really reflective and um I don't do it anymore but I still feel like I have the wisdom of all those years and the kind of knowledge that I gained about myself from those really really just you know long contemplative Mm. nights of just being on my own and you know not wanting to be out and be in social situations and just really wanting to take myself away and being by myself because it was like I I don't feel like I have it's not really the desire it's like I just I don't feel like I have the capacity Mm -hmm. to 
be social because there's something else I have to do. Like, I have to soul search. You have to tend to the cave. Yeah. You have to tend to yourself. Yeah. And it was long, like, long, long period of it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of... is where I land with this card, is that, you know, if you need to go in and spend some time with yourself and essentially heal, you know, it, this we're not talking necessarily, you know, you're going to be healed in a few months. Like, the journey is long. And it's almost sometimes. like time ceases to exist in those moments. Yeah. It's kind of, that's why it feels like it's forever. Yeah. And because it is in, in your system at that moment, it is forever. And the when we when we're in those moments or maybe also in trigger or going through something quite deep we will at least i i will notice the defense mechanism in me to be like when will this be done Mm -hmm. when will this be over uh when will i stop feeling like this like when i'm in like quite deep kind of sadness when okay but if i can feel all of this now will it be done in 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 a day can Mm -hmm. i could i get all of this emotion out in a day Mm because if i could get it all out in a day i can emerge in life and come back into society Mm. but you can't think like that i mean you can't think like that obviously but you can't uh, count on that because there's no you have to release control of the time aspect of it it's going to be how long it's going to be and it was really interesting hearing when you shared i mean thank you for sharing but also when you shared uh your your hermit experience over years and i was thinking do i have a period of time that i really connected to hermit yes i do don't remember it all that well because it was so long ago but it was about when I was 11 years old I had a year a whole year of hermit I didn't care about making friends I had just moved um to uh, across the world you know to a different country trauma yeah it was really difficult for me and I I, you know I I I like almost dressed like a hermit like I didn't want to be seen I didn't want to be looked at I I dressed really weird and subdued in a way that people would be put off (laughs) like i i very much wanted to be with myself uh without really knowing it i just did and so i you know i preferred to hang out by myself in school i did Mm -hmm. end up making friends but i had teachers that would talk to my parents being like you know we're worried about her she's like not wanting to sit with people not wanting to be with people yeah i didn't want to i genuinely Mm -hmm. didn't want to uh I used to, like, I cried myself to sleep every single night. I wanted to just be alone in my room, wanted to retreat to my cave. And that period of time was just what it needed to be. It Mm. needed to, that needed to happen. And I just lived like that. That doesn't mean that you're not present, you're not living the entire time. You are, but you're just also hermiting. (laughs) Yeah. You're being a hermit. And it takes the time it needs to take. And I still say that to myself now. There's moments where I get home and I go, I need to retreat to my cave. I literally use those words. Mm, yeah. I need to retreat to my cave because my room's like a little cave. And that just means I can't be around people right now. I need to be within myself. Or sometimes I need to just distract myself while I'm with myself. Yeah. You know, and that's that's valid as well. Yeah. And you being in that mode at that time in your life it symbolizes yeah the end of that time in your life where you lived in mm-hmm. you know one place it's not the end of your life but it just it signifies there's an change. ending yeah there's change there's a mourning process there's yeah. a loss of something exactly and i think sometimes i think often that does propel you into a hermit mode yeah 
but then there's also the wisdom that comes from that that mm. you can be that kind of guiding light for other people if someone were to come to you and say I'm really struggling with a cultural shift like I've just moved countries mm. even then your eyes just like lit up for mm. one quick so it's mm. like yeah like I've been there mm. if it helps let me share my experience with you yeah um, definitely because you know yeah you're you know you're at the start of this process and I'm you know I've I've ended I've it now yeah, yeah. I've, I've done it I can't tell you where you're going to go after this process but I can give you some guidance and some light on what it might be like for you mm. um and some things that might be helpful it, it's a bit like the grief bit of like grief process almost mm-hmm. um and it sits differently in everyone yeah yeah Maybe when you were talking about that I was thinking how my first place I went to was that if someone or a child or someone was in that place the having that kind of back and forth thought as a teacher as a parent or someone wanting to give them that space but then worrying if you don't help them will they spiral Mm -hmm. and get into a really deep deep dark place Mm. but then I thought is the deep dark place because everyone is going to them are you okay what's wrong and they might be thinking oh what's wrong with me um is it because of this and they it sends them into the spiral that because it's not seen as a a valid or or normal inverted commas place to be Mm. that sends them into the deep dark place rather than than people just being there supporting them Mm. in this hermit place in this cave that they need to be to process Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they if they feel supported through that, they can do that processing, grieving, and then come out of it without mm-hmm. going deeper, darker. I think that can be, it's a really important, actually, perspective to have is what is it like to be a person around someone else that's hermiting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think probably one of the worst things you can do is pathologize the hermit is to view the hermit as broken, is to view the hermit as someone that needs help from the outside. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't support these people. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't make sure that we're there when they, if they do want to come out and reach out, they do want to put their, peek their claw out, you know? That doesn't mean that we shouldn't care for them, love them, you know, really like be a rock. I think that's wonderful. But we shouldn't pathologize it and assume that something's broken Mm -hmm. because really it's just deep processing and I think the most important thing for people in deep process is to know that they can do it exactly this is important and you can do it yeah you don't need everyone else to fix it around you this isn't victim mode this isn't no you have the strength and you got this yeah I support you in this process if you need me I'm here if you have moments you want to come out of your cave I'm there for you but I know you have this do let me know if you need support. Because obviously we want to be able to safeguard our our loved ones. You need to make sure that if they're in a really dark place, you know, it doesn't get to a point where you can't, you know, try to support them. But ultimately this is, like you said earlier, this is no one can do the work for you. Mm. You have to do the work. Even when you're in therapy, you know, that's what having supportive relationships and boundaries and stuff is too. No one can save you. You can save you. Other people can support you. Mm-hmm. in saving yourself you know and the difference between helping someone fix themselves and supporting them for them to 
heal mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. Definitely. When people say they're a healer, I don't think anyone's a healer. You help someone heal themselves. And you help them find the tools to heal themselves. Yeah. You support them in finding their way, yeah. their path, because it's also individual as well. That's the thing. We can all think of maybe moments. Mm -hmm. And I do encourage the audience to think of moments that they've inhabited hermit. Maybe they haven't. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting to think about too. But even in slight moments, I think all of us have found those moments of needing to retreat. Even if it's like just for that one hour. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I just need to be quiet. I don't want to put the TV on. I just want to lie on the sofa. Mm -hmm. That can be a version of it. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a long Definitely. thing. It's just that moment of just needing everything to shush yeah. for a minute. Be, be insular, be alone. Mm. And be okay with being alone. That's the thing too. I think a lot of people have trouble being alone. Yeah. And equally of the flip side of, of wanting to only be alone at all times. You know, there's the balance, but it can be difficult to be alone. But what is it like to be alone? It's actually, if you think about it, you're befriending yourself. Mm. If you have trouble being alone, it might mean that you actually maybe haven't fully befriended yourself. Yeah, and I, I would go even to say when alone you think of people around you, but being stimulated. So that can be through your phone, through TV, through listening mm. to things. Can you actually just sit in the car if you're journeying somewhere in silence? Or do mm. you go to put the radio on or go to call a friend or go to message someone? Yeah, and that's hard. If you're riding on the tube, can you just sit there? Like, Can you actually be unstimulated? Mm. Mm. That's so hard, yeah. Mm. Especially so hard. in this world. Good question. So difficult. Mm. I remember a few weeks ago uh, I was in therapy and... I what was, I think my therapist at the end of the session said, you know, well, have a good weekend. Are you like, how are you ending? How, how are you feeling now? And I said, I'm just getting this really strong feeling that I need to be with myself. And that's what I need to do with my weekend. I do have some plans. So I don't know how that's going to go. And she just goes, well, you can still do your plans. But I think if you're sitting with that importance of, being with yourself make sure you schedule that in too make sure that's a plan i mm. will go be with myself as well and those are like the moments that it clicks where you go why do i feel this like urge to just, just trust your urges like trust that you're gonna some something's gonna be found or explored or be or nurtured honored noticed when you retreat into the cave and then note how it feels to be in the cave be like hmm and yeah, it's true. You might have moments where maybe there's still stimulation while you're hermiting and maybe there's not. And maybe you can be like, I, I definitely have to challenge myself to be like, okay, Audrey, next time you retreat, try not to watch something. <laughs> try not to stimulate your brain, your mind. Because mm. I think you can hermit while doing that, but I also think being alone, alone with yourself, it's very important. Mm. It's funny, um, sorry, I don't mean to break the silence, but it's funny, I'm, in each episode I can, I feel like we mirror, reflect, attune to the vibe of the card, mm. and I'm feeling that in the hermit, it's almost like we become, not that we're not social, but we become, 
I'm, I'm feeling everyone's individual rock right now. We're all like individual rocks. And the intermingling isn't the same as some other cards, mm. you know? And so there's something that we can like, that we're channeling here in the hermit that's like, we're a little bit reflective. You know, there's some silences. I might cut out the silences, but <laughs> we <laughs> the are. The ones. Yeah, we're we like, are. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> <laughs> we're recording and we're, we're thinking and we're reflecting and there's silences and there's pauses and introspection while we're recording this. And I think that's just a really beautiful parallel process yeah. that we can see from viewing the card to recording the podcast. And I wonder if the listeners have a similar experience of finding themselves retreating into themselves mm. while listening. We're kind of doing what we're saying. Like, that. Do you need that stimulation? Do you need that quietness? And then to reflect and then have those thoughts. Mm -hmm. We're actually doing that without realizing right in this moment as well. And it's not just the vibe we're bringing to this episode because we recorded one before this in a very different vibe yeah it's the vibe that we're attuning to with this card mm -hmm. the hermit mm. and I feel when I've gone into those places I need that very much for myself I'm definitely an introvert but I also love being around people I love the social I've got confidence which is um there's a book called quiet by Susan someone explaining introvert extrovert and I know I definitely need those hermit times I get overwhelmed if I don't have them too much and then as soon as I have them I'll go back into life in such a fresh way like ready to mm -hmm. do whatever I need to do mm -hmm. rather than feeling drained and I just need those hermit times to mm -hmm. to re-energize to regroup mm -hmm. and quite often I'll go to put something like some American reality crap on the TV. Love it. <laughs> and then I'll actually consciously go, okay, I'll turn it off and just close my eyes for a minute. And then I do actually relax in a different way. It's so easy to just go on your phone or... Um, so going and exercising, I think, like I'll go for a, a power walk. I used to go for a run before I had children. <laughs> now it's a power walk. Um... <laughs> And then I, I don't listen to anything and it's silence and but I mean, maybe the exercise is stimulation. But I think I being know. in the body is connecting to yourself. Yeah. So I think there is something, I think you could, the way I'm viewing it is that you can hermit in many ways. As long as there's a connection to self, there's a, a retreat into self. I think maybe that's the key. It doesn't have to be just on your own in a cave and or in your home. Mm -hmm. That there's very different ways of hermiting. Ways to hermit. Yeah. yeah, I think all the ways to hermit. Like B was explaining, there's some some that are really intense ways where you really commit to the hermit and you're very much like in a room by yourself with your thoughts, with your emotions, with your body. And then there's other ways you can hermit. I, I find myself hermit, like you said, on the tube. I find myself hermit in various spaces that you might need to just kind of connect back with self, connect back with the ball of light mm. into the cave, whether that's physically, emotionally, thoughtfully. I'm wondering if we could facilitate a hermit mode for our listeners. 
Oh. Um, I have a little timer, and I'm wondering if... Do you want to do it? We are towards the end of the episode, so... What do you perhaps, mean, perhaps a hermit we, mode? Well, perhaps we could just hold a one-minute mm. silence, and, you know... I love that. For mm. everybody who is listening, because this could be stimulation for some people, just hearing voices, so in and amongst the stimulation, we could channel the hermit by saying... We can hold a minute silence. I'm so down. Just a minute space, a minute minute stillness. Just in the middle of this episode and just see what comes up because we're all going to be doing it too. So, and wherever you are, wherever you're listening, practice the hermit there. Exactly. I mean, we're all here now, listeners included. So, if everyone feels so ready for it, I can time Mm. us a minute now and let's do it. I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay, so hermit mode for one minute in three, two, now. Thanks for joining us. Wow. That reminded me of that one time B and I left work and both of us were talking about how we felt a bit overstimulated in the day. We were heading towards mine and then B was like, while we're on the tube, should we just not talk? And I was like, uh, okay. And we decided, we agreed to journey, the entire journey, so it would be 30 minutes, to my house without speaking. And we did it. And then we got to my place, and we were much more social after that. That's what it reminded me of. I was there too. <laughs> I just dropped straight into that. I was like, yeah. That's the vibe. It's um, really committed to the silence. Just because your friend is right next to you doesn't mean you have to talk. You can also just be with each other. Mm. It was really, yeah, it was very embodied. It was. You kind of noticed, I mean, I noticed it immediately and makes you realise how quick one minute is because it just flew by. It, that did fly by. Yeah. But it was, it was really, I mean, immediately I just noticed that I just became aware of my breathing all of a sudden, which I hadn't really been all episode and... I just took a I took a real like deep nose breath mm. just when that silence started and it was like mm. Mm. and then my whole body just kind of shifted into a different state and then I looked at the timer and it was like oh, okay 45 seconds right now we've got to prepare to come out of this mode but it was just this tiny little mini hermit mm. mode and that's how I felt 
Mm. Where have you landed, Jody? At the very beginning, it almost made me feel a little bit tense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, okay, what do I do to be hermit? <laughs> um, what do I not think about? What do I think about? Am I noticing something? Do I notice that I'm noticing the sound? And I was. it was almost like a lot going on rather than just relaxing and being. And then I don't know what happened, but something just let go. And my gaze went very, um, you know, when you almost go blurred. And I noticed my breathing and there was no worry or thought. It just was mm. like, Phew. Mm. And it was really like, ah. But it took a little while to get there. I don't know. It would have been interesting if I, if I was a listener on my own. Mm-hmm. Would I have gone straight away? Was that beginning bit because I was around people, people, and you feel that that learnt behaviour of having to fill the silence, or is it awkward? Will they think that if I'm not talking or communicating? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like even though we'd all agreed to not do that, there was still that habitual part of me that, that the learnt behaviour part mm-hmm. that took a while to move on from I feel like that as well but I think it's I think all of these things are so important to notice and I encourage the listeners to notice what happened for them in that time mm. did they travel somewhere far did they stay really close were they very much in their minds were they in their bodies was did their you, breath did you fast forward it? did you fast forward yeah mm. did you skip did you skip the minute because you knew it was going to be a minute so you just clicked on the Apple Podcast 30 second timer skip <laughs> twice. <laughs> Maybe I would have Did done we that. actually say anything during that? Did you miss a whole did, minute? Yeah, did you miss a whole minute? <laughs> Who knows? But now we've arrived at the end of the hermit. I'm kind of sad to leave it. Mm. There's a little bit of loss here for me. I don't know mm. what it is. I find I've, I'm comfortable in the, in the hermit space. I am too, yeah. I'm often quite comfortable in the hermit space. Mm. Yeah, love her. With her big grey beard. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, <laughs> I very much enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the next episode, which is the Wheel of Fortune. So we're moving on to a wheel. I'm very excited. Uh, but if you like this episode, you can let us know, leaving a review, uh, leave comments on our Instagram as well. That's at Solstice London. You can DM us too. You can tell your friends. You can send this to the other hermits in your life and look forward to having you listen to us <laughs> as i was saying the people that aren't letting you hermit oh yeah <laughs> so maybe send it to educate the people. them on it's fine to hermit it's fine it's to not, hermit. nothing's wrong that you have to fix i just need to be mm-hmm. in the space doing what i need to do let us i'll come out when i'm ready however long it takes yeah no be pressure hermit crab you can keep checking in but you don't have to fix me exactly yeah. don't pull me out mm. Mm. well in hermit fashion how do we say goodbye? <laughs> I like. I want to tap, like tap the microphone. Yeah. Like I just think of a little, like Hello. the hermit crab, Hello. the little Hello. claw coming out, just saying bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. But I'm going back in. <laughs> so long. Bye.